0: It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on the pro basketball, hockey playoffs, and the Major League Baseball season. And BetOnline.net has all the action. In basketball, the playoff battles begin as teams prepare to make their run for the championship. America's pastime is in full swing as we head into the summer. And let's not forget about hockey's chase for the cup. And BetOnline has you covered. BetOnline is the place to be for all your sports needs. Every sport. Every game, every matchup. If you love golf, MMA, horse racing, and championship boxing, they have it. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports. All sports, all the time. Plus, BetOnline.net has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline.net.
1: Now you have McGregor fighting uh, Dustin Poirier, right? He's like a high-end prostitute, you know. Oh, like really? Trailer. Tell me more about that. He, he's a he's a high-end <laughs> prostitute. Now people wanna go out to on a date with him to show, hey, I have a pretty girl with me. He's the pretty girl, and after that, when you are with her, he can go show other girls. Be like, hey, I got this beautiful girl. You wanna date me? That mean fighter? They fight him, but they don't understand. Kargemar can have a one to three years, but he have to steal. High price hooker. Damn, man, he's a hooker. He is. You understand? <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: What's up, everybody? You guys, welcome to this episode of Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. I am your co-host, Triple C, aka Henry Cejudo,
0: and I'm Mike Tyson. And who we got here today, Henry? Somebody very special, Henry. This is going to be a good one tonight, Henry. Yeah, no, it
2: is, it is. Man, you're talking Henry. about the American dream, and every time I think of, of of Ali, I think of the American dream. And I'm gonna put him in the Arnold Schwarzenegger category because this man has done some extraordinary things. The one and only, the baddest manager on the planet, Ever. Ali, Ali, Ali. Abdelaziz.
1: What's up, guys? Uh, Uncle Mike, thank you so much, brother. Wa Alaikum wa barakatuh. It's always goose pump when I see this, this legend, you know. And, uh, having me on the same couch. So as happy him. to
0: have you here, brother. For yeah. a you long me. time, and you're very
1: elusive.
2: <laughs> I'm just trying to move, trying to move. Wow. What's up? Ah, uh, no. The thing is with with him, Mike, is I've known this. I've known Ali for whoo, since about 2004. And this goes back because a lot of people just see Ali as as a manager. I mean, this guy this guy went through the whole Olympic ranks of what it is in in Judo in Egypt, and uh, you know, being at the Olympic Training Center. I mean, you you want to kind of tell us a little bit of your story? I know he's
0: very attached to this fight. This is really close. (laughs) No,
1: no. One of the things people don't know the way I met Henry. I was an athlete training for, uh, for the Olympics at the Olympic Training Center, and I lived there, and Henry lived there. And um, that was in 2004, 2003. And after that, I started fighting. What made you want to start doing that? I was doing judo all my life since when I was a kid, you know? And uh, and I come here for the U.S. Open, and I kind of stayed, and I never went back. And the U.S. team gave me an opportunity to train with them. And after that, I met Henry, and I, and I, I become a professional fighter, like MMA fighter. I, I wasn't a great fighter. I was like a mediocre type of fighter. And Henry used to come to my fights when he was a wrestler, right? That's back in the days. And that's how I know Henry. I know Henry for a long time. And, you know, I fought for a little bit. And uh, and after that, I transitioned to become a, you know, a manager.
0: What do you think, Henry? You think about from where you first met him to now, what do you think oh, about man, him? Oh,
2: man, it's uh, I, like, like this, this, and I mean it when I say, when, when I say the American dream, I do think of Ali. Because, man, this, from what I, from, from the stories even that I've known, me, I know he used to be a bouncer, in and, and Colorado Springs. Come on, get
0: day. the fuck out of I, here, I, I, man.
2: I, I, no, no, seriously.
1: I'm going to tell you a story. Like, uh, You know Daniel Cormier, DC, and stuff like that? Yeah. The, I got a job at this club, and this is a true story. And I used to be... They What's say, you the know, name of the club? It's called Rambe Night Club, right? right. And I used to be the guy that where said... Where is you, this at? It's in Colorado Springs. It's right. on Tijuana T- Street.
0: That's where the training center there yeah, is. Yeah, yeah.
1: And all the Olympic athletes come on at night and the military yeah. and stuff like that. And after that one day, I was the guy... Who pick up the bottles, the cup, I was the buzz boy, right? But you know, I, I come from a from a different place, and a uh, and a big fight broke down, and a lot of the guys with the Olympic Training Center, big wrestler, big guy, stuff like that. Uh, you know, I did. I broke the fight. I did what I have to do, and the owner saw that, and the owner said, "You know what? You're not a you're not a busboy anymore. You're gonna become a bouncer. And uh, <laughs> but check this out. In two months, I become the head bouncer of the club. Daniel Cormier, Henry, Henry's coaches—they used to come to the club. Ali, please can you let us in in the club? And I, and I was the head bouncer at this club for like four years. Remember that shit? Uh, remember. I, I was the head bouncer. You remember that shit, Henry? Oh yeah, absolutely. I was, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I used to take care of all these guys when they come to the club and stuff like that. But I become from a bus boy to a head bouncer like in three months. Well,
2: this this what it was too with Ali, man. Like he became so notorious for being a bouncer. <laughs> he was like the meanest bouncer he used to pop people he used to pop their heads <laughs> but this back then back then i changed i i changed a lot of my ways
1: because you know it used to be like come these military guys come so angry and I understand they was going through and they come and they want to fight and 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 i it was, it was a little bit crazy and um and after that you know the bouncing things is like i think did it for 3 4 years and i become a fighter and um, after that I, uh, and I, one of the things, uh side job I used to have, I used to live at the Olympic Training Center, right? And this is a crazy story. In New York, they used to have the FUBU, the Nautica from Canala Street, all the knockoff stuff, like fake stuff. And uh, a friend of mine, I was living at the Olympic Training Center with all the Olympic athletes. But on Sunday, I used to open back in my truck and I have like watches, FUBU, CV, CD, DVDs, everything. And that was my side hustle. Like and I used, he, I used to make money.
0: You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You, say? you know what I I I'm saying, I
1: used to say, make $3,000 a week back then.
0: Complement hustler, huh? Yes. But I was
1: training, you know, for tri- in the Olympics. And I was a uh, bouncer. And I was selling DVDs. But I used to go all by the, you know, black barbershops, you know. And they used. I used to go with the box. What's up? I got what you need. And uh, and everybody showed me a lot of love in Colorado Springs and Denver. Shout out to all these people. And um and I always like to work, you know, because I You
0: just a little world traveler, huh? huh no, because I, be I, all I, over had,
1: I had I had like twenty people in Egypt. I have my mother, my sister. Oh, you take care of people. I, I had to take care of them. I know. I they have no income. They can't even eat. Like sometime when I was young, I couldn't I I slept with do with no food. because we like eight people we lived in a two two bedroom apartment. My mother was sick, my father was older, the economy's bad and we live we live in a slum, you know. We live in a slum, uh, but the slum in Egypt is very different. It's not bad. It's, it's it's very religious, like very conservative, but people is very poor. And I come here really to kind of change their life and my life, and and it worked out well for me, and I'm grateful. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Yeah, and and I think I think the biggest thing with Ali, his turning point. And, and and talk about this a little bit, Ali, because I know your story, man. It's, it, it's
1: kind of crazy. I'm talking about myself The next thing, I feel very uncomfortable. No, I no, but this I feel is very uncomfortable. no. Every,
2: trust me, Ali. Everybody everybody's intrigued because this man, Mike, the world is misunderstood.
0: Why you know? do you say that? What is it about you, about him, that you don't know no one else?
2: No, because he's a passionate person. Oh, we, when we all with Ali, see that. When you're with you see that He's
0: really passionate and crazy and he loves his fighters.
2: Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's loyal, man. We have to be loyal to him. It's like, they fight him, they fight all of us. Somebody fights me, they fight all of us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Talk a little bit about, uh, about how Henzo, how Henzo Gracie changed your, pretty much, man. He, he he gave you the way, man.
1: Yeah, I moved to New York. I used to live in Pat's New York. That's where I used to live. And, uh, and I, I train out of Henzo Gracie in Manhattan. I used to take the train, the A train, every day. Mike used to live. It was, it was very rough, you know? And I, I was the only guy there. I look like I don't fit there. But realistically, uh, i look
0: like You, you look uh-uh. like you're black, man. <laughs> I'm the, <laughs> but I'm the original
1: black man. People don't notice. I am original. I'm proud to be black. You understand? African, you know? Anyway, I fought in Japan one time, and I lost. And uh, at this point, I didn't have any money. I didn't have nothing going on for me. And Henzo Gracie, I used to help him in the gym, right? Henzo Gracie is a legend. And um, and he's very much, you know, I used to help guys around the gym. Like, they fighting the small shows for free. I make no money. And Henzo said, hey, I want to come back. I'm fighting the UFC. And that was in 2009. I said, okay. And I'm back then, my English, my accent was so heavy. And he's like, no, no, I want you you help me reach out to UFC. I said, bro, I never... I don't know these people. He's like, and uh, somebody said, talk to Joe Selva. And uh, I talked to Joe Selva and said, no, no. This is above my big grade. You need to talk to Dana White. I don't know. I know who he is, but I don't know him. You know, reach out as assistant, set up a meeting. But I think everything was set up already because Henzo Gracie was attached to Sheikh Tahnoon, who at the time owned 10% of the UFC. And we had to go to Vegas. And that was my first meeting with UFC people. Normally you meet the matchmaker he couple, have couple champion. he meet Dana, you know. Um, and after that, was Lorenzo Fatida sitting down, who became a very close friend of mine, a mentor of mine, and Dana also. And we went in there. I said, hey, if you want to have me there, Hanzo, you can't say nothing. And Hanzo said, what, the, what are you talking about? And Dana started talking and stuff like that. But everybody said, Dana White was a scumbag. He was the lowest of the lows, right? People told me that, hey, man, be careful. This guy is bad. And after that, the guy was generous. They have food for us. They have drinks and everything. And he was in the office. And he would start talking. I said, you know what, man? I don't care what everybody said about you. And, everybody, and he's like, what everybody said about me? I said, <laughs> I, I said, man, like, and uh, Laurent said, no, no, we want to know. And I said, everybody's an asshole. And everybody started laughing, you know. And since this day, uh, you know, Dana White is uh, who's somebody I look up to and become friends. we make the deal. Hands of us. Uh, And this is how I got connected to this UFC thing, you know? And I become a promoter after that. And and when you become a promoter, Dana become your enemy, right? And I I got his blessing, him and Lorenzo, and let me become a promoter at one point.
2: And that's how I kind of started my UFC run, you know? Um, um, Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because he had that. He took that. It was Hensel Gracie. And and Hensel Gracie, he comes from the Gracie family. He's found the UFC. He's one of the pioneers of the sport of... uh, of of mixed martial arts. And, man, now you're kind of paving the way forward now, Ali. Like, look at, he's, he's been able to hand you the baton. But, but, but in reality, Hanzo
1: didn't need me as a manager. Hanzo really wanted to help me out. Hanzo kind of got the best manager. He didn't need nothing, right? But he really opened the door for me to start a career. And I'm always going to be grateful to him. I'm always going to be loyal to him. You know, he's, without I him, I wouldn't be here. I
0: understand, yeah. Yeah.
1: Like uh, I, I, you know, a lot of people talk about loyalty too much, and uh, and sometimes it makes me a- upset because loyalty, loyalty is not just talk; it's action. You understand? And uh, and that's one thing I, I really take pride of. You know, just uh, like being loyal, like 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 you know. And uh, sometimes I do stuff out of character for just getting angry at someone, like rob somebody or do something wrong to somebody, or just say something about somebody. You remember the night we was watching the fight together? time. <laughs> In even, though,
0: even though you want to
2: uh, attack somebody, no, it's
1: just it's just uh, it's just passionate, you know. But
2: I'm not saying it's right. But this is about it, you know. Yeah. How, how did you guys? How, when did you guys first meet, Mike? Do you remember uh, the listen, how, you long was met,
0: how long ago was it that uh, I met you? Wow, like five years at least. Probably five or six
2: years. Five
1: six years. Um it's, uh, The way we met, uh, I don't know if you want to say or you want me to uh, say.
0: Just uh, say it.
1: Uh, Rob, I know Rob Rob was I
0: think I see you before you used to come to the um, UFC fights all the time.
1: Yeah, we, we met there one time.
0: I was always and, coked uh, out of my mind. Fat Mike used to come hang out all but, the time.
1: Uh, check this out. I never in my life ask a celebrity, an actor, like g- give me like a photo or do a photo with me or something like that. I think Mike Tyson was the only guy who, like, famous guy in my life to ask for a photo. And every time I meet him. I I will take a photo and I'll I'll post it. It's like a bragging right. Hey, I know Mike Tyson. Like the whole thing is people, I was talking to Prince Khaled, who's the, you met him before. He's the guy putting on Anthony Joshua, uh, uh, the Gypsy King. What's his name? Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury Fury. fight, right? And um, we was talking actually three days ago. I said, you know, I met so much celebrity, Tom Brady, this, this, this. I said, the only guy going publicly, worldwide, not only in America. Like, Trump Brady, people know him in America. He's famous in America, right? But I'm talking about an international global superstar. You know, Muhammad Ali is the GOAT. But I think Mike Tyson, he's the most famous, most recognized human on this planet today. They are it's, gods. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's not Michael Jordan. No. It's not Michael Jackson. It's not Muhammad Ali and Allah. My Ali. kids
0: and my kids don't believe that.
1: <laughs> my no, kids no. don't believe that. <laughs> but I'm just telling you. I'm gonna tell you I gotta bring we, my wife we, and my we, kids. We we had dinner. We I'm gonna tell you Holy this. Holy shit. i keep talking
0: brother, but I just gotta bring my wife and kids. Yeah, and bring it up, They buddy. are my wife and it's, kids it's don't not, believe this shit. It's
1: not even <laughs> like people in Africa who don't have water, they know Mike Tyson. People living in a mansion in Kings, they know Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is not an icon. Mike Tyson has become a culture, as a lifestyle, right? You know, everybody want to be like Mike, right? And even Mike, and, and I now, I thought about it, right? We had dinner at the Circa Hotel and I, and I see something very different, right? Normally, people know Tom I wish Brady. wish my children
3: were here. Go ahead. Keep uh, <laughs> but this is true. This is
1: honest. Wallahi, this is the truth. And, uh, and I see... And eighty years old say hello to Mike. We went to the circle. We come out at dinner. I went with Habib with Dana White to dinner with with Yannis. You know Yannis the basketball. I was with him last week. I never see in my life the whole entire hotel. People left their table gambling. They playing. The guys was doing a sports book. We have at least two thousand people surrounding Mike. From four different generations, from eight years old, oh, six shit. years old, yeah. 50 years old, at, 20 years old. Uh, but, but check this out. They don't but I'm talking this. about <laughs> people from four different generations, they know Mike Tyson. You understand? If you put on a Mike Tyson fight versus Coca Cola bottle, my
0: come if you
1: put on a Mike Tyson fight versus a Coca Cola bottle, will be the biggest fight in history. Every time, right? And this is why how Mike Tyson is five different generations know Mike Tyson, right? I think Mike Tyson is a brand forever. My you know kids, what? Hey, My kids
0: are saying Magic Johnson, Madonna, uh, Prince, God. Michael. My, my. Nobody
1: knows this well, guy. That's how doing. it is,
0: Mike. My kids are killing me at and, home.
1: And, I, and one, one thing too, <laughs> Mike Tyson is, you know, Mostly the Muslim world is one, 1. 1.7 billion Muslims, right? Oh, and they're all Mike Tyson fans, but even people, Jewish, Christian, Hebrews, uh, atheists, they all love Mike. Well, know, I, I love only one Mike, too, you know, I'm because Muslim. you can get the nice Mike, the crazy Mike. It's <laughs> no, it's, it's, this guy the gone. I don't know who I am now, but, but it's a true. Remember, when we went to circle. I, I yeah. saw this, I saw like eight years old, seven uh, years old, four years old, nine, 18 years old, kids okay, so was coming from yeah. us. right. And this is kind of like w- when we're sitting here, we're like nothing. You understand? My this daughter's going
0: to think. I have a 12-year-old daughter. She's going to think I paid you. Understand
2: <laughs> That's what I, I tell Mike all the time, man. I feel like, you know, I feel like uh, Muhammad Ali, man, gave Pashi the baton, Mike. You know, I think a lot of fighters feel that. You know, do you do you feel that, Mike?
0: Henry, I just don't want to be imprisoned by that. You know, some people get imprisoned by that person that stigma, that energy, Whatever it is. I don't want to be imprisoned by that. I want to be able to hang out with y'all like this at a restaurant or somewhere. But, you
1: know, your last fight. That's what I I want. And and Uh, I'm not trying to switch this topic to you, but I have to. Like, at 57 years old, uh, your last fight, right?
0: Uh, 54. At
1: 54, whatever, 60, whatever, (laughs) how old you are, right? You ain't that old. But I'm talking about you going in there, looking in this phenomenal shape. You know how many people you inspired? It wasn't only about the, the money. How many people got inspired in your age or even 20 years younger to be like, wow, if he can do it at 50, in the 50s, I'm in my 20s. I have to. Hey,
0: I lost 100 pounds in four months.
1: I saw it. I saw it. I was eating, I was going to dinner with you and we hanging out. I saw it. But the whole thing is, this is a, it takes a, it's just a different kind of power and it's inspiring right? I said, fuck, I can't have Mike Tyson look better than me. Well, you can't
0: change <laughs> the world unless you change yourself. Yep,
2: yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. You know? It is,
1: it is.
2: That's awesome. Well, Ali, uh, can, can you, you know, for the fans that are, for all the viewers that are watching here, can, can you name some of the athletes that you currently are representing now? Man, uh, you know,
1: I, I represent that. Well, name the ones you don't represent. You got so
0: many of them, right? <laughs> anyone...
1: You know, like, like, you know, I represent, you know, as you know, Kamaro, uh, Khabib. The Triple C, Henry Sahuru, Justin Gaethje, I-Prince, Islam Makhachaf, Banil Darouche, who just beat Tony Ferguson, uh, Marvin Vattori is fighting Israel Adesanya for the title, uh, Derek Bronson, who's the number one contender after him, Brad Tavares, Anthony Rambo-Johnson, uh, so many guys, yeah. Frankie. Is he Adler. a heavyweight now, Anthony Johnson? Uh, he's a light heavyweight, yeah. You he, he met Anthony, remember? Yeah. yeah. Anthony Johnson, he just knocked out a guy unconscious uh, nice last week. did, right? You know, he, he almost killed. You know, he's a very dangerous, and he haven't fought for four years. And come back, he look in great shape, and knocked out a guy like that, right? Corey Anderson, you know. K- I K- have K- a lot of guys. Kayla I, Harrison. Kayla, two-time Olympic champion. The GOAT, Kayla Harrison. Um, Giga. You know, yeah. Kevin okay. Gaslin, so many, so many. Vardum, you know, so many. Um,
0: Kayla, the where's Kayla? She, I know Kayla. Kayla, she, she did. She was the PFL for yeah, she
1: asked. She was PFL right now. Um, I'm, I see here on the list we're going to talk about her later. She, yeah. I, I believe she's the GOAT.
0: I'd like to see yeah. her fight somebody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: Speaking about that, uh, K- Kayla Harrison and Clarissa Shields, what's your take on that, Mike?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I want to see Clarissa fight a UFC it, fight.
2: You yeah. know, I don't know if she we're going to go gonna by order or She's going to be a total
0: striker. She's going to be a grappler as well.
1: This is what I think about. If you don't know both, you don't stand a this chance. This is what I think about. Like a, It's easier from a wrestler to become a good striker, but it's harder from a striker to become a good wrestler. That could be Which,
2: what's your predictions in that fight, if they ever do fight? Uh,
1: I, uh, you know, I, you know, it's a big brother, a little sister, a big sister. I think uh, uh, in, 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 a, in 60 seconds, Kayla will smash her face in. <laughs> it wouldn't it, it, be cool. I'll tell you what, though. You know, that's two Olympic gold
2: medals like, the, the whole thing is, that, You know, it's no disrespect to Carissa. Right. It, it's right. level to this.
1: And there I don't is. think... Carissa there just is. getting her feet wet. You know, like, she is a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Kayla Harris is a two-time Olympic gold medalist. But Kara's nine and one, nine and oh. she's been doing this for three years. She's a world champion already. If you want to compare, she's tough. If you want to compare, said who win? Amanda Nunez? Dana mm-hmm. White-Siege the good. I think Dana's wrong and no disrespect Dana. I think Kayla Harrison is the pound for pound, the greatest woman on the planet today. I think she's tough I, I'm a, she's a two-time Olympic champion. Nobody laughs around with her. and the whole thing is Amanda Nunez, she's an entail of her career. I don't think she can stop Kayla's takedowns. down. I think
0: she's in the end of. The I think her rage is just blossoming.
1: I,
2: I think Amanda Nunes is like you know. What do you think, Henry? Man, I think I. The way she's been looking, Ali. Blossoming, I, I,
0: right?
1: Yeah, Mike is right. But, but but the whole thing is she's fighting people. They not they not supposed to be there for us. She's not fighting Kayla Harrison. She's what, not what are the fighting... chances,
2: Ali? That, that maybe Dana White allows the cross promotion of a PFL versus the UFC? Listen, a ballot. You think that'll ever be doable? I, I, it have to be the money. Uh, I, I, I think to have to.
1: I don't think it will be ever doable because the UFC is so far, ahead of everybody. They on ESPN, they have billions dollar deal. They sort of everybody. It makes no sense for Dana White. It makes sense for Dana White to say Kayla Harrison is gonna be gonna come a free agent in Nova in December, right? It's her last year PFL, and I'm not saying she's gonna leave PFL because I'm loyal to these guys. I like these guys, right? But in a way, there's nobody left for her to beat. And Kayla, she's a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Her mental is different. She want to be the greatest, right?
0: She got to fight Nunez.
1: She got to fight. We have to find a way to fight Nunez. To fight. cyborg
0: first in Nunez. You
1: oh know my what? Mike Mike Mike, 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 Mike. is the man. Listen, I, you know, I like Cyborg. I think she's amazing. But I don't think any of these girls stand a chance with
0: Kayla. I like to see her fight Cyborg. You know, I don't.
1: But in a, in a way, because yeah. Cyborg is in Bellator. Amanda Nunes in the UFC. Kayla, I can see... PFL doing a co-promotion with Bellator, before they do. But I'm just I'm telling you, she she's a different. I, her,
0: I want to see her fight again yeah. against the type of bats champion. Yeah, camp, it's, uh,
2: but, you know, let's go ahead and move the subject here, Ali. I want to talk a little bit about Khabib. Obviously, you saw the fight with uh, with Oliveira and Chandler. How would you match up Oliveira against a Khabib? Because I feel like I, I I got my two cents to say, but I want to hear from the man. Listen, just, just. Uh,
1: I think Khabib, Khabib is the greatest fighter of all the time. You know, the man never lost a round. Uh, Burley lost, never, never got a black eye in a fight, never got cut. And you see UFC fight like savages. They bleeding, they hurting, they breaking the arm. The the man never been touched, right? Mike Chandler versus Alvaro. That was the, the 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 fifth place at the Olympics fighting the seventh. There's not even the bronze <laughs> medals of the gold medals. They two guys. The the UFC, Dana White is such a smart guy. The best guy there is Justin Gaethje, uh, Dustin Poirier. You know, this is the best two guys. But he said, Charles Oliveira never fought Khabib. Uh, Mike Chandler never fought Khabib. If I make this fight, fight each other, be like, oh, they never lost to Khabib, right? I can have a champion without a mark on him. But realistically, you know, Charles Oliveira, he's a good fighter. You know, it's a difference between Landing Cruz was a good fighter. Mike Tyson is a great fighter. He's a legend, yeah. right? Yeah. Charles Oliver is a good fighter. Khabib is a great
2: fighter. Is and is a level to this, you know? How, what would you What would your prediction in that thirds to fight? How do you think Khabib wins?
1: Khabib in in, in, in inside inside one round inside one round, I think Khabib smash him. He make him question himself because Charles Oliver always question himself. He breaks, right? And I think Khabib this is his bread and butter. He makes people question
2: themselves. He's really
0: a ferocious man. Is
2: there anything that'll get Khabib to come back? Because I know we had talked about it earlier. Is a George St. Pierre fight, will that ever entice Khabib to come back I, on I'm going
1: to break some news here. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, 10 days ago, Dana White called me, and he said, George St. Pierre, he said he'll fight Khabib. Non-title fight, 165 pounds. But in a way, we've been waiting for George. I like George. He's my friend. I like George. We'll be, I like to... We, we gotta get George here, you know. Uh, we've been waiting for George for four or five years. I'm coming. I'm not coming. And have some
0: uh, shit going on for a minute. It, you know, it, it's just. Listen, at the end of the
1: day, the UFC want to make him to fight the, the lightweight. He want to do at welterweight. Khabib was the lightweight champion. But now said, hey, Khabib is retired. I'm retired. What about coming back and fight Khabib now? But you know, Khabib got offered one hundred million dollar after he's retired to fight for him with him. 100 million. Is that crazy, buddy? 100 million. You can ask Floyd. You can ask everybody. And Khabib said, no, I'm retired. I told my mother I'm retired. I did, You know, I'm going to keep my work to my mother, right? If my mother told me to fight again, maybe I will. But right now, she told me not to fight. You know, he comes from a Muslim culture. We respect our mother very dearly. You know, we can't go to heaven without our mother's permissions. And George now, he wanted to come uh, and fight Khabib, right? And in a way, to be honest, like as a human, I don't want to see George and Pierre in this. He's 40 years old today. It's his birthday, right? Uh, you know, Kabib is a, is a thirty years. You know, he's he's a the man wrestled bears and alligators and lions, and you know, <laughs> it's you know, like why? Um, they both have the same game, but Kabib is much younger, more, more ferocious, you know. And I, I don't think it will be even
2: a fair fight. It will make fans
0: want to see it. Fans want to
2: see it. Yes, the got to get see it. the fans what they want. What's, your, what's your take? If you're to see uh, Khabib and George St. Pierre, Mike, what do you? How do you think that? How do you think that fight turns out?
0: I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen George fight. He was, he stopped fighting longer than um, Khabib did, didn't he? Yeah. Listen. When's the last time he fought? Four, four years ago. Four, I don't
1: know.
0: That's he's what, four
1: years old. Khabib is thirty-two years old.
0: You know I don't think the age man has desired by this Khabib, I think it's
1: But I have an idea. And you, you know, I think you're a great promoter yourself. I think you your your brain you have the best brain and come to martial art or fighting. George Saint Pierre he wanted to come back. He wanted someone untouchable, right? That's true. The pound for pound king right now, the Af- the Nigerian nightmare, Kamar Usman. The man never lost Fight in the UFC, never got touched in the UFC. He smashed everybody, right?
0: He's the same way the judge.
1: In the way, if you wanna come back and fight somebody invincible, like you want. Hey. Are they the same way? They the same way. Yeah. Same way. Come same back everything. George Sambier can come back, fight Kamaru Usman. I'll be more than happy. The UFC be more than happy, and it will be a such a huge fight, right? But th- this is this is what I don't get do about
2: George St. Pierre, Mike. And you tell me if I'm wrong. Uh. The dude trains every day. The dude's, the dudes uh, constantly in the does. gym. Like He, he trains the, he's like he's like never
0: Floyd. retired. Gym yeah. rat. But you see what he I'm is. saying? If you're going to do all Khabib that, is Mike... is a gym rat, too. Yeah, he's always in If you're going to do
2: all that, Mike, and then you want a big fight, I think that's going to determine who the goal no, is. But no, as of now,
1: no, I agree with you, Ali. No, no. Kamaru Osman too. broke the record of Saint Pierre. He have more winning streak than him at Walter White Division. If you want to fight, Kamaru Osman will fight him. No problem. I, I know, think that's
0: the fight that should happen.
1: But I think George is also smart. You know, Kamaro Usman, we see him, uh, how he dismantled uh, George e. Masfadal. And And George, did he want to get hurt, get knocked out like that at this age of his life? Maybe not. You know, maybe is a natural waterway, right? He's a natural waterway, yes. Yeah, so All right,
2: I'm going to let you have it then. How do you see the predictions of Usman versus G- GSP if there are two fights?
1: I, I think it's a good fight. I think George is still trained, he's in shape. But I, I think Kamara will knock him out. I, I really do. I, I, this is why George will not take oh, a fight. we
0: gotta do this fight.
1: Woo, you, know, you heard it here. Tell him, Mike. We gotta
0: do this fight cause George Chico, but, I, You know, I love that. George,
1: but I think Kamaru I think Kamara right now will knock anybody out. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. Kamaru become from... George league. is
0: hard to hit, though.
1: He is hard to hit. He have great wrestling. I think it's an intriguing fight. The ground game is awesome. But so does he has very good ground game. But so is Usman. Honestly, it's 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 a really good fight because I know is 34. They're not big in age. They're not, you know... I think it's an intriguing fight. I don't think George is going to get killed because I think George... We never really see anybody kill George, right? Yeah, you never see anybody kill George. He's very smart. He fought a lot of
0: great fighters, though.
1: He fought a lot of great fighters. But I'm just telling you, if you're going to compare, who's the greatest Walter welterweight all the time now? You cannot say George St-Pierre because George St-Pierre been a split decision, been in close fight. Kamaru Osman no, no, is killing everybody. Yeah, he's, he's been knocked out and submitted before, too. And he's he been knocked out, he's been submitted. Camaro has not been touched, Right. And I think
0: that's just experience. If you want
1: to come back and make you know, that
0: knockout, that stuff is just experience.
1: Yeah, but in a way, Kamaru have not been there, but he have more winning in the welterweight division, winning streak than George. Who gonna claim like, like, like we talk about John? We talk about gold conversation, right? Right now, John Jones, Kamaru, Kamaru Usman, ESPN ring, Kamaru Usman is the number one pound for pound, right? John said, "I am." I think it's Kamaru Osman is because John Jones have split decision last three fights. All close fight, right? And Kamaru Osman is just killing people in the last three fights, right? Yeah. And in a way, John Jones have not fought for a year and a half. Kamaru Osman he fought three months
2: and t- Three times in ten months I tell you what i You know what I would love Because he's been so dominant Mike Kamaru has been so dominant In the world I mean he's been knocking I mean there's no He's lapping people He, In reality he is Me as his brother I talked to him a couple of days ago Actually yesterday I talked to him yesterday I think he should go up, man. I think, I think, I think it's time for him to go up and fight for another t- title, he, another belt.
0: No, let him fight George Saint Pierre. If George Saint Pierre comes,
2: Mike. But if he doesn't come, he's already lapped. But who's next? Kobe Covington. I, I agree. I agree with Mike.
1: I think the fight to make is George Saint Pierre. I, I do agree with Mike.
0: George gotta got fight. Why is he even playing around with it? You know, listen.
1: Time is. Not I don't inside. think he's
0: gonna kill. I think it's gonna be a good fight. Do you think he's gonna knock him I think George is gonna fight real smart.
1: Yeah, but that's up to George. You know? Hey, if you have a message for George right now, what do you tell him?
0: <laughs> I say face this. If this one of his fear, this one, I think he should face it. And I don't think it's going to turn out as bad as he thinks it is either. I think he's going to do okay.
2: Damn. face there you have it. Face there your fear. you have yeah. it, GSP. Yeah. Your You're hearing it from my, Iron Mike Tyson. What's I, up? I, I
1: and I, 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 and I love George. I respect him. But in a way, like, if you want to fight Khabib, you go ahead and fight Kamara Usman.
0: I mean, yeah, I think he should fight. That's regular his natural weight. Those two guys. Exactly. Right? exactly. Nobody got to come up. Nobody has
2: to come down. Exactly, because you know, as a boxing Mike, you go up five pounds. Up a five little pound, guy that's a lot of weight. Huge difference.
0: They do one twenty and this guys one twenty five. That's a lot of weight. Yes. That's a lot of weight.
2: Yes. yes. Will Kamara Usman is, is this next fight against Kobe Covington? I,
1: I really have to talk about this fight because now we talk. When Kamaru broke, you know, Kamaru broke
2: his jaw, right? Uh, you know, he-, he knocked him out. Uh, Covington? You
1: know, yeah, he yeah. broke his jaw.
0: Took the title from him,
2: right? Yeah, no. No, they were fighting for the, uh, 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 Kobe Covington was fighting for Usman. Usman already had the title. Kamaru beat Woodley, and after that,
1: he was defending his title against Kobe. Since Kamaru beat Kobe, Kamaru defended his title three times. Oh, yeah. In 10 months. Kobe fought three times in three years, and he fought one time after Kamaru beat him. And he beat Woodley. Woodley is not in the UFC anymore, right? As a champion, normally the champion that won weight, he's very active. Right now, Kamaru broke your jaw, knocked you out. You should have stayed active to prove, hey, yeah. I deserve it, right? Yeah. Right now, nobody deserves nothing. Nobody deserves nothing. If Marvin Vittori fight in Israel, the signing June 12th, right? You know, from Kings, right? If Marvin Vittori win,
0: I talked to him today.
1: If Marvin Vettori win, he will fight Camaro. Yeah. I know Camaro don't want to fight Israel because they they both friends. They're from Nigeria, and I don't get involved with that. If, if they friends, I'm never gonna push him to fight his friend. If you don't want to, right? But Marvin Vettori is not his friend. Camaro can go up and fight Marvin Vettori for the middleweight title. Oh yeah,
0: shit! If he's like, your friends, both to fight, you help him get some money.
1: Yeah, but listen, I, 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 this is what part of my practice is right. If two if guys,
0: you, if you're my friend and you really care about me, and I care about you, we should fight and get some money. Well, yeah, but, how are we going to make some but, money but This is old school mentality. You know, you know how yeah. we going to fight? Are we going to rob somebody now?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah man, I, so, but, I, is, I'm
0: kind of with Mike on this for now. I'm going to jail I'm now for a little money. We can fight right here for a couple yeah. hundred thousand. It's the same maybe, reason man. why you
2: fought Roy Jones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Listen,
1: I, this is the mentality I like. I agree with you. And I think the fight to make is Kamaru's money. Easy, if he wins... Or Marvin is who wins. This is what I think. Or George, George Sampier. Yeah, that's
0: that that's that golden match right there. Yeah.
2: He can go to Canada and sell out fifty thousand arena with this fight. I mean he's speaking of everybody's talking about Kamaru. Now what who is it? Jake Paul? Jake we're talking about Jake Paul again, Mike. He wants a piece well, of Kamaru too, man. Yeah. <laughs> Could you ever see a fight with Kamaru and Jake Paul aligning in boxing in the I don't see
0: that shit. You wanna see it, Mike? Listen, um, for so me it's gonna be so much
2: fucking money, how can he turn it down? Mike's uh, a businessman. But, uh uh, uh way more money
0: than uh, twice or three times uh, as much money
2: as uh,
1: UFC. How's he gonna be able to turn it down? Me and uh <clears throat> Me and me and Kamara and I discussed it that last Monday we had a meeting, actually. We we had dinner. Listen, Jake Paul is a young kid, you know, he's he's making high for himself. I can't hate on him. You know, make your money. But I feel, you know, Jake Paul doesn't have a promoter. Don't have a promoter. You know, my opinion right now, the greatest promoter of comeback history right now is Dana White, right? The UFC have 120 country distribution pay-per-view. They have platform, right? Dana White is not going to go promote a fight. And what's the name of the website? Which website? Trailer? Yeah, whatever. Whatever this trailer thing is, right? They're going to go ahead and... Dana White himself... He's a he's a real billionaire. Yeah, I'm, right? not, I'm, not, I'm yeah. going to stick
0: with Dan if they're fucking with Trevor. I'm you know, you know what I'm was,
1: saying? It's, but yeah. I'm talking, forget about we like, we don't like, but he's the baddest, the greatest. He's going to make you the most money. If Jake Paul want to make real money, he, like Floyd, right? When yeah. Floyd wanted to make money with McGregor, who's the promoter? Dana White was the promoter, right? Dana White used the UFC machine to promote the fight, become big, become huge, right? Yeah. And if Jake Paul right now, he doesn't have contract with the letter, if you really want make fight a UFC fighter, because now they trend to fight Camaro Usman to fight the UFC fighter. These guys act like they're billionaires, the trailer guys. But they're not billionaires. They know why it's a real billionaire. The UFC is a billion-dollar company. You align yourself with people who is gonna make you the most money and also gonna give you the platform, right? And these guys
0: they've been losing money ever since they, they saying they
1: sold 1.6 million. The second day of the fight. How are you going to pay-per-view business? You don't get the numbers for 30, oh, 40 shit. days. I see right? Mike shaking his head, man. What's up, Mike? Say it, Mike. They didn't get, they
0: didn't get
1: that many. They, they, no, they lie. Yeah. They, they lying is a form of promote, promoting, right? But you can't lie like that. Because when you lie like that, I'm going to be like, my fighters, you have to pay Jake Paul $40, $50 million because you said 1.5, right? But they're creating a fake hype. But fake hype can last for so long, right? You have to be honest when you do business, right? when you say, hey, I sold 500,000 pay-per-view, okay, that's what you sold. It, 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 it doesn't matter, but in a way, I don't know these guys. and You shouldn't know. Him. You can't be talking shit about, Dino White is the biggest troll. He he's the, he never, you lose public feud, and now this guy's talking about him. Yeah. You can't be a, If you talk about it, he wants
0: his name in the paper. Don't talk about this guy.
1: Yeah, for sure, but in a way, like I say, if, if Jake Paul or these guys, they want to make, they want to fight Kamaru or something like that, they have to knock on Dana White's door. They can't come to me because I'm not the promoter. I'm the manager. I'll make the deal on Kamara's behalf. But in a way, yes, if, if Jake Paul want to get his ass whooped by an, uh, an African line, he can come and
2: get it because at the end of the day, um, he will mail to this guy. Yes. Yeah, so speaking about fights, Ali, what is missing to make this fight happen with uh, John Jones and uh, Francis Nungano, man? And then I want to know your predictions. First, how is it that this fight can kind of flourish? And then what's your take? And also, you, Mike, I want to know your two two cents on that. You can go ahead, Mike. First,
0: I don't know. I don't see this fight going too well for John. Cause the guy's size, his aggression, his improvement over the years. He's been in the UFC, and I would think, what would John do? Would he put on more weight, or would he fight him just at 170. At, uh, Mike, no, John 108? Jones.
2: John Jones is about two fifty already. The dude is already. But it's already not really dude, weight.
1: Man. It's not real weight. It's fake weight.
2: What is it? What has to be done for that fight to take place, man? Since like, I know like, you're super close like, to Dana.
0: John uh, at the the box of, Ooh, jab punching.
2: Yeah, but before he does all that, how can this fight take place? I, I think this is what what happened here. You know,
1: John is he's very much take matter of his own hand, right? You pay people to work for you to, to get deals done, to do this, and John he decided to go public with Dana. About money, right? I think big people, big pe- real people, real people, don't talk about money in public. You talk about money. The US. day now runs, this guy's real gangsters man. you know? You don't talk to gangsters about money in public, about problem, but you go sit down behind closed door, man to man, and talk about your problem, right? You're going to agree and disagree. But when a fire start talking about money publicly, you make yourself cheap. you mm-hmm. make yourself cheap. Did John Jones deserve money. Yeah, I think John Jones deserve a lot of money. I agree with him. All fighters have to be paid. If you give him ten million, he say he want twenty. If you give him thirty, they want sixty. This is the nature of the business, right? But I think the, the problem with John Jones, Dana White, it's it's a Dana's a hard headed too. And if you go public feud with him, he's gonna beat you every time, right? You know. And in a way, now Dana's saying about he's gonna fight Derek Lewis. Francis Ngannou, when he wins, he's going to fight Stipe. Jean is not even in the conversation. Jean is 35 years old. He's not getting any younger. The UFC is making money every day. Every day. And the person that's not making money is Jean Jones. And you can buy anything in life. Anything. Except one thing. Time. You cannot buy time back. Right?
2: And I think Jean...
1: Jean is like... He has to get personal with Dana. Sit down with him. And talk with him. Right? And Dana... It's so easy to, to work with. It's not as hard. People think Dana White is such a monster, is a savage. He used to be. But now, the new Dana White is actually
2: a very bear? level-headed. Is he, he a teddy bear, though? Huh? Is he a teddy bear? He's no no fucking... He's not no <laughs> teddy bear. Dana. But I'm going to tell you something. He's no. more
1: calm. He's more understanding. But in a way, you want to you wanna go like that with him. You understand? It's, you're never going to win. Because the UFC is going to move on and make money, put shows on every year. you want the one losing time. I, w- I hope, I want to see this fight happen between me and Francis. I think it's a big fight, you know. But I wish John Jones start going public with this. Go meet Dana, have dinner with him, and try to. A lot of people reach out to me. I see, why you don't manage John? Why you don't manage John? I, I talked to John before a couple of times. But in a way, if I manage somebody, I'm going to be like, yo, you got to sit down. You got to trust me. Like Khabib, like Kamar, like Henry. He let me do my job. You pay me. I, a manager work for the fighter. I'm an employee by the fighter. I'm not the star, but you pay me to do this. Let me do my job. But I think John is the type of guy who want to take matter in his own hand on Twitter and Instagram. And this is, he, You are, he's a legend. He should not do that. And him fighting Francis, it's hard not to bet on Francis. Yeah. It's, it's, his hands, his hands yeah. are hot. He's it, just France. It, it's just it's is dangerous everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. With him, you know, yeah. and uh, he possesses this kind of power. Jean doesn't possess. Smart
0: too. Yeah, wh- got smarter wh- over the years. What's
2: your predictions, Mike? What's your predictions, Jones? Nungano. Next year, who, who, who wins it? Who, take, who takes all Are they Are going to
0: fight again before they fight someone else? Fight I don't think this other? fight is going to
2: happen. I, right, I think Francis and is going to fight Derek Lewis. No, for sure. But hypothetically, what do you think, man? I want to
0: see them fight again. I want to see Jones fight. Cause I didn't like Jones' last fight. It was very complicated. Yeah. He fought the Arabian guy. Yeah. I yeah. believe.
2: And what about you, Ali? What's your take on this? It's, it's hard. Listen to me. John, is, he's, he's a winner. You know, he's,
1: he never lost in the UFC. And he's a that's, winner. And that's he, scary. He, he's a winner. He always finds a way to win. But in a way, Francis is so dangerous. And and John, lately, he's, this guy's catching up to him. He's close fight. He's been in close fight against the guys, getting knocked out. Like the guy who split decision, two of them. They both got knocked out in the, in the second round by some guys not even this good. It's John, right? And I think, I don't know if John putting on this weight is going to help him. Or it's gonna slow him down because John is not a fast guy. He's not a, a fast, explosive. He's long. He uses range well. It's it's listen. John is a winner, but Francis Ngannou is a killer. He's a monster. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: you know, yeah, it, it's
2: a fight for sure. We all want to see, and I hope this fight can happen.
1: Of course, it will.
0: Man. It will. Of
2: course, man. Wow, yeah. man. Uh, Ali, man. Any 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 new projects? Any closing thoughts here, man? That you wanna that you wanna share with with the people? Uh, you know, I uh,
1: we talk about Krista Shield. You know, I think she need they need to take her time with her. Mm-hmm. She's making her debut. I wish her the best of luck. She owes to tweeting me. She thinks I don't like her, but <laughs> I like her. You know, she's a sister. I wanted to see her to do well, but uh, but I think people need to take her time with her. You understand? Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't rush her. The way I built Kelly Harrison, yeah. I brought her. She was o and o. Now she's nine and o. You cannot let you cannot allow the promoter to push you. I believe, you know, the greatest female fighter on the planet today is Kayla Harris. You know, and Mike, you guys talked before, you know, we talked about Kamaru, Osman, and Masvidal fight. We, we didn't talk about this fight. What do, you, what do you think about this fight, Mike? The Masvidal fight? Um,
0: he's just so... He's too much for him.
2: You know... Yeah, from the first fight, Ali, to now, it's like Kamaru just turned into another animal, another monster. I, I think what happened
1: is, Kamaru... The first fight. He took this fight on five days' notice. He left, went home, and they called me and said, hey, let's make this fight happen. And very much, it was everybody that excused Masvidal take this fight on six days' notice. Kamara did too, you know? Mm -hmm. But I feel everybody comes with this Masvidal hype, right? You know, Masvidal knocked out Ben Askren, but you see what happened to Ben Askren, right? Ben Askren is not this guy... Who's uh, you know, I, I, he's an okay fighter, yeah, but he's not fight, a great fighter, different than but I'm wrestling. talking about people. And when you see Masvidal fight, we come with rappers, cars, Bentley, roads, rises. You know what I did with Camaro? We stay at the fighter hotel, we close the doors, nobody can hang out with us. We train, eat, and sleep. He was out in town, videos, and it become more of a show, not a fight, right. When you come to fight Kamaru Usman, who's a you know, a cold-blooded killer, he's a killer, right? You have to have some focus. You understand? You want to come with these fasashi ropes and all this stigma? You know what I'm saying? It's only Flo- one Floyd Mayweather. You understand? That's just him. Everybody want to be Floyd Mayweather, but the bank account is have maybe a million dollars or maybe less. You can't be Floyd. And Floyd is a master. He already used to this type of a pressure, right? But when you get a guy like Masvidal with these rappers, he have like rappers and this and girls and all this kind of stuff. He's a great fighter. He's a, he's a good guy. If I don't know him. Seem like exciting. Seem like a good... But I'm talking about when you see all these people, your whole Cuban Spanish community on your back, but you're not there yet. You're not the champion, right? It put pressure on the fighters, right? And I, I advise... When you see your team or your management or whatever, want to put this kind of pressure on you? He said, no, no, no. I got to focus. Fight week. Let me focus. Let me. And I locked Camaro in the room. I'm not joking. It was nobody, no pictures, because I know it's such an important fight for his legacy and his life. Yeah. You cannot lose to this guy. You understand? And we went in there. Camaro have an amazing training camp with Trevor Whitman, who's actually a boxing coach, make his hand look sharp. And we went in there. It was a fight we killed or be killed, right? But I feel Masvidal went there. He's a fighter. He's a real fighter, but he has so much distractions too. Yes.
2: Yeah, so speaking about uh, what's your take on the lightweight division now with Justin Gaethje and how everything's kind of playing out? Because I, I almost feel like he got, he got you know they they kind of neglected him a little bit. The only guy that's really been, uh him is, has been Khabib. What's your take on Gaethje? And where does he fit in the <clears throat> picture? At, 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 I, I think.
1: Listen, I, now you have McGregor fighting uh, Dustin Poirier, right? you know they are going to fight each other uh probably mcgregor going to quit again you know cuz he's a quitter <laughs> he quit i know last time I, I, I was on your broadcast i killed him but i i he's, he's for, to me he's irrelevant you know okay you i know? remember to tell him that like, was, he's yeah. he's he's irrelevant now he's he's a guy like he's like a high end prostitute you know? oh really like, tell something. me more about that he's he's a, a high end <laughs> prostitute now people want to go out to an date with him to show, hey, I have a pretty girl. With you. He's the pretty girl. And after that, when you're with her, he can go show other girls. Be like, hey, I got this beautiful girl. You want to date me? That mean, fight her. They fight him. And they get this clout. They get the look. They get this stigma with him fighting Conor McGregor. But they don't understand Conor McGregor have won three years. But he have the steal high price hooker. I mean, he's a hooker. He is. You understand? <laughs> and, uh, and and in a way, like now, you got all these guys. He just, it becomes a stepping stone. But also, you make money when you fight Conor McGregor because he's a draw, right? But how long is this going to last for? You know? knows up to know, Him and Dustin Poirier, I like Dustin, but both look like shit when they fight him. Yeah. Conor <laughs> beat him up the first round, the second round. It, it, it didn't make no sense, right? It make no sense, right? But at the end of the day, like... Uh, you Have a lot of killers. You have Justin Gishi, I believe he's the best lightweight. He in the world. should
0: fight the guy to just beat um, Tony Fig. They're both my guys, yeah. they both.
1: But 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 they they talked, you know, but now they said they'll fight each other for the title. If they want to fight tomorrow, go for
0: it, man. it's up to it's, it's them, them to go all out.
1: Um, uh, but let's see what happened July 10th. And Justin <clears> Gishi, I believe he's the best lightweight in the world today. But you have, you have, but the whole thing is. You have Islam Makhachaf, whose Khabib is his younger brother, coming up. You have Benil Darouz coming up, who trained with Kings, who's Master Rafael. He's a killer, right? You have a lot of guys who's going to beat all these guys in the top five. You have the new guys coming up, who is better than the McGregor, the Poirier, all these guys, right? But at the end of the day, like, uh, you know, the McGregor thing is finished. It's, it's uh, you know, McGregor now is going to be fighting Jake Paul, and he fight. Him, he's gonna fight the Kardashians. The girl. He's gonna fight
2: chicks. He's gonna fight Kesha. I'll fight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mike. I'll fight Kim Kardashian, man.
1: Yeah. Henry's a pervert. He's a, he's a pervert. You know. But you know. that's what's going on now? Is that you know? Like 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 like. I want to ask a question, and there, because. You think Jake Paul and Ben Askren was a fix Fed, or a real knock? Not the real deal. You think it was a real deal? I'm
0: so happy the referee didn't let him hit him again. Huh? <laughs> I'm glad the referee didn't let Jake hit that guy. Because again. a lot of people say it was, they think it's a fix. Ask Ben if it's fake.
2: Yeah, no, it's 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 real. He he got he got clocked with that right hand. And Ben's not a boxer. He's not a striker. Really. T- it was it was unfair. You know what I'm saying? They should let me fight Ben Askren. Oh, you you punch him out too? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Don't
0: hurt Ben. Then it's probably his pride has hurt so bad.
2: I don't think so. I think he's going there. You know he's not gonna win. Yeah. Well, that's what's up, man. Well, Ali, man, it's been uh, it's it's been awesome, man. The, the time that I've had really? a chance to get to know you, Ali, and how, how fighters from Russia, from the Middle East, you Pakistan, you, Turkestan, everybody, the world, man. The way they treat this man from Mexico to every. I mean, I'm just, man. I would. I would love to be praised like him, Mike. You know what I'm saying? People respect him. He worked for every bit of it. But but you know what, Mike? One of the things that,
1: like like sometimes, you know, talking to you and talking to this, and sometimes people believe in their own hype. And the one thing I always say, I'm a servant from many masters. Henry Cejudo is my master. Kamaru, Khabib, and even the young fighters who doesn't make money, I treat him like their champion. You know, and I always say, I'm a servant of mini masters. And I, I'm just a guy who cleaning a room, who making a bed, taking the garbage out. I, I never think I'm somebody like, cause these guys really put their life on the line, you know? And I'm not putting my life on the line like that. And I'm grateful for all these guys. And I'm grateful for you, Mike to give me your time. Thank you, to talk bro, with
0: you, Stop this shit. You know, I'm grateful for, for you to stop this shit. <laughs> people love you to the like, You know, the, that, hey, the hey, only hey, person that hey, love well, people.
1: I have to say one more thing, too. One of the, my my craziest moments of my life, right? It happened, I got in some, like a little fight. at One night with was Mike. I said, Mike, I'll come back. And I, go, I went to handle this one guy. He was talking a little bit crazy. And I shouldn't. And Mike, after I said, man, you can't, you can be fighting people like that, and I was like, "I was like, what's wrong with, with the world?" It's like I got Mike Tyson told me to chill. You know, yeah. that? that was that, yeah, that was, I was for hearing me.
0: about you doing too much out yeah. there. And after
2: that, I didn't I, I cut it off.
0: Yeah. I did. You know what? Yes, yeah, yeah, they're the debonair, sophisticated gentleman that you are. Thank
2: you, thank you. you oh, well, that's what's up, man. Let's end it there on that. No, Ali Belaziz, thank you for being here on Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. I am your co-host, Triple C, aka Henry Cejudo,
0: and I'm Mike Tyson. Have a good day.
3: We out. Hi, this is Danny Roof, the Real GM Radio podcast, and I want to take a minute to talk about DeAndre Ayton, the number one pick of the 2018 draft. Definitely has not gotten the attention of high-profile lottery picks Luka Doncic and Trey Young during the early going, but he has been excellent and a key part of the Phoenix Suns being on the precipice of the NBA Finals. Aiton is presenting a matchup nightmare for the LA Clippers that Rudy Gobert simply was not. Gobert is a wonderful player, deserving Defensive Player of the Year, but Aiton puts more pressure on opposing defenses. He's used his size mismatches for offensive rebounds, and he's also been able to contest shots around the basket and make life hard on the Clippers. There too. So it is a huge performance for him, averaging. 20 points, 13 and a half rebounds through the first four games of the series and it's been so exciting to see a physically talented player really come into his own on the brightest stage so far of his career. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. It's that time of year again and all eyes are now on the pro basketball, hockey playoffs, and Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.net has all the action. Basketball, the playoff battles continue as their teams make the run for the championship. America's pastime is in full swing and let's not forget about hockey's chase for the cup. BetOnline has you covered if you love golf mma championship boxing they have that too bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite sports the news scores and odds so head to the website use your mobile device and bring home the game with betonline.net